0: Don't call me Jiggy when I'm home, they call me Snowman. Yeah. We ain't never home, but treat the city like the base. Yeah, you know where to look if you're looking for the wave, yeah. Looking for the What's happening? What it do? What's going down?
1: Welcome to another episode of the
0: euro Eurostepping Podcast.
1: Snow, how you doing? Man, I'm good, man. I'm enjoying this beautiful rainy weather in Seattle. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, it's always rainy. That's real depressing. Isn't the suicide rate up up there?
1: nice nah, it's down, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Evergreen steak, baby, for a reason. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, green, yeah, for a reason, that green.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Green. <laughs> anyway, man, we got a good one for us today. Yeah, we do. We got a guy who's put in work, you know, all over Europe, had an NBA stint, and even went over to China and played. This guy was a French team Leaders Cup winner. French League champion, All-Ukrainian League champion, All-Ukrainian League first team, uh, All-German League first team, All-German Budix Linger player of the year, German League finals MVP, German League MVP, German League champion, All-Euro Cup first team, All-Euro League first team, Italian Super Cup MVP. Dave, Italian we running out of time.
1: Dave, Dave, we running out of time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show,
1: Malcolm <laughs> Delaney. Hey, Malcolm, what you ain't done, man?
2: <laughs> hey, man, basketball wise, I, I mean, the only thing I for real for me is win a EuroLeague. But hmm. everything else, I pretty, I mean, everything individually, I've, I've accomplished. I feel like, so I, I mean, the only goal for me right now is, is EuroLeague. That's, that's pretty much it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you got a good chance with the team y'all have assembled over in Milan. Y'all got a nice whip over there.
2: Yeah, we stay healthy. We're going to be good. I think this season is tricky because it's going to be whoever is uh, the healthiest at the end. There's a lot of good teams, but you see every every week, every two weeks, you might have two, three players out. Uh, you know, we, we haven't played with a full roster yet. Like, every time somebody come back, something else happens with mm-hmm. an injury, COVID. Uh, then you look at other teams, same thing. So uh, I think whoever's healthy in this second, that second half is, is got the best chance to win.
1: So you talked a little bit about um, health, right? But I heard you mention briefly COVID. Can you tell, can you tell the viewers how COVID is actually impacting the season? Because we know about health, guys getting injured, but what about COVID? How's that been impacting your season?
2: It's tough, man, because, I mean, I'm over here single, but, you know, you got guys with families who – you know, they, they, they worry pretty much every time we take a test. Um, just for example, we got a coach who uh, tested positive right before Christmas. Mm. So he had to come back and quarantine um, and his family's here. So he couldn't see his family for Christmas. He just missed New Year's, you know, his birthday's today. So he's pretty much staying in an apartment uh, two levels under his family and can't see him wow and you know for guys like us you know we over here in a good city but we can't go eat you know what i'm saying you can't go out you can't step out uh it's pretty much just basketball back home so uh mm. the, the biggest thing i think is just mental i mean of course physically we got to stay fit but the team does everything they need to do to keep us you know in the best form that they can uh in the safest way possible from the virus but you know what i'm saying we did we pretty much just stand in the house mm. Mm. That's tough.
0: Well, let's well, let's get into how you started your European journey. We know you're from Baltimore, went to Virginia Tech, and had a, a great four-year career there. Once you did Virginia Tech, when did you figure out that you was going to Europe? Did you have the MBA? Of course, everybody had the NBA
2: aspirations and dreams,
0: but was it straight to Europe? Or did you stay at home and
2: nah, it was try strange. to get the? You no, know, I'm, I'm a businessman. Like I got one thing about me is I'm very realistic in what I want in life. And, you know, coming from where I come from, my, my biggest goal, and I think everybody's biggest goal was to make it out the hood and, you know, become wealthy and, you know, provide for yourself and your family. So I think early on in my career, college, I kind of figured, like, You know, when I looked at NBA players growing up, it was like, all right, they got a nice car. They got a big house. You know what I'm saying? They can take care of their families. Like, it wasn't about basketball. It wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? Basketball was just fun. It was a game. But I think when I put it into perspective, I'm like, well, if I can go over here and make, you know what I'm saying? Of course, you're not going to make $80 over here, but you can go overseas and be a millionaire. Why would I stress over the NBA? Mm -hmm. So, you know, in college, it was – You know, I killed college, so I I think I should have been drafted. Well, I I know I should have been drafted, but like I said, I'm a businessman, so I had a good agent, and uh, I put my name in my junior year, and I was hurt. I had hurt my ankle, and I played on it the whole year um, with the injection. So, you know, I was pretty much numbing myself to play, and once I put my name in for early entry, uh, I worked out in Portland, had a great workout. Basically, everybody was telling me, like, we got you in the second round, working your way into the first. But, you know, physically, I felt like I wouldn't be able to give, you know, my all going into the, the draft process. So I wasn't going to sell myself short and get settled for second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, looking back at that, I, if I could do it again, I probably would have kept my name in. Because I could have went to Europe my senior year, you know what I'm saying? Instead of if, – if it all came down to it, I could have left. And went to Europe, you know, if the NBA didn't work out. But my senior year was the lockout year. So I knew going into that summer, you know what I'm saying? If I don't get drafted, my agent was like, look, everybody's going to be trying to get jobs in Europe, China, just to make some money, you know what I'm saying, until the lockout. So I had already had in my mind, like, all right, I'm going to go to Europe, make some money, and then come back over. So it wasn't a decision between NBA and Europe, it was a decision on, guaranteed money and you know what I'm saying non guaranteed money and right. i decided to take guaranteed money so you know what i'm saying that's how everything got started
1: okay. you know they say either you are going to work or wish and you decided to work yeah definitely, definitely. <laughs> when i
2: left, when i graduated you know i said i had 0 dollars in my bank account like mm-hmm. i didn't you know what i'm saying my, i didn't have a family that had money i didn't take out loans i know a lot of guys who took out loans you know what i'm saying i didn't do none of that i was like look I'd rather have nothing. And then as soon as I get that first check, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's mine. I don't owe nobody nothing. That's I got my team to advance me $5,000 in the summer just to hold me over until I got there. And you know what I'm saying? That was literally like, that was the first thousand dollar amount I had in my account, you know, $5,000 check. And it, you know what I'm saying? It took off from there.
0: So as you was going over, your first European experience was in France before you get on this plane, before you go over there, what's going through your head? Are you nervous? Are you anxious? Like you don't, because you know, when I was coming over, I didn't know nothing about Europe. when I started coming over and play. So I didn't know what to expect.
2: Right, so uh, like I said, I had another thing. I had a, a great agent who put me in a great position. You know, I knew I knew somebody personally who played on that team the year before me. Um, I seen what he did there. So I kind of gauged myself off of what he did. I'm like, all right, if he went there and did this, I can do this. Um, and mentally it was only basketball. I didn't care about nothing else. You know what I'm saying? As long as I got a great place to live, they give me a whip, I can eat, um, I'm good. I'm a hoop wherever, you know what I'm saying? And I'm good at locking in on whatever I got to do. So, you know, my, my goal was just to go over there and hoop you know what I'm saying, go over there, play well, and then see what's up with the NBA in that next summer. So whatever came around and whatever came with that, I was prepared for it. And it was difficult when I got there, but, you know what I'm saying, mentally I was already checked in where I wasn't going to let nothing take me away from, you know, what my, object- my objective to go there.
1: And that was Elan, Shalom, and friends right? Yeah. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about that experience, man? Once you got there, how'd you, what happened? Like, how'd you play? How'd you feel about the situation, was it everything you thought it would be? Was it?
2: Yeah, so um when I got there, so first of all, you know, only thing I really knew about uh, France was Paris. So I'm thinking like, I'm about to be next to Paris. I'm gonna be going to Paris. And <laughs> my flight was to Paris. So I'm like, all right, we must be close. Then we had like a, like a five hour drive from Paris. I'm
3: driving, <laughs> we just keep driving.
2: I'm like, why the hell we fly in Paris? We're not even close to Paris. So we driving, we get to this small town, you know what I'm saying? I go there. They get me my apartment um, and they like, yo, we're going to go pick your car up. So I'm like, all right, cool. I get there. They gave me this little ass car. Like it was a, I don't even remember the name, <laughs> it, bro, but everybody on the team had new cars. And I had literally, like it was like the one hand me down car, like the worst car <laughs> I've so i So they gave up. you the bucket. They gave me the hoopty. So I, I get it, and then it was, it was a stick. They didn't teach me how, I never drove a stick before. They just basically gave me the keys. Like, yo, here go the keys, blah, blah, I'm like, all right, cool. So I go in the parking lot, trying to figure it out. I'm like, man, I couldn't get it in reverse for nothing. So I'm like, man, fuck it. I just went to the crib. I'm like, yo, y'all take me to the crib and take me tomorrow. <laughs> so I left the whip, and then the next day I had to go to the grocery store, went to the grocery store. I couldn't read, everything was in French. Nobody spoke English, I'm like, Damn, I go, I'm picking up. I don't know was chicken, pork. Like, I'm I'm just picking shit up. And uh, I get to the counter, and the lady's telling me, like, yo, you can't pay at the register with a card. But she's saying it in French. I don't know what she's talking about. So I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, yo, I don't know what you're talking about. So I just left the shit at the counter and left, walked out. So that my first two days. Like, I couldn't drive the stick. And then, you know what I'm saying? I went to the grocery store, and I didn't know what they were saying. I didn't know what I was buying, so I walked out. And then from there, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was basketball. They helped me out with the off the course stuff. We ran a lot. Like we, we ran this reservoir the first week there. Like I probably ran more than I drove. And uh, that was my introduction here. Like, you know what I'm saying? they didn't really, it wasn't nobody like translating for me. Like, yo, you need to do this. I'm gonna show you how to do this. It was like, nah, here will be your car, your apartment. And you know what I'm saying? We're gonna figure it out. And that was my introduction. So I got a, a wake up call early.
0: Early. Early. Yeah, sure and sure what a lot of players mm-hmm. don't understand either is the amount of running you do as soon as you get to Europe.
2: It was crazy, but <laughs> you know, coming from <laughs> coming from pre-draft, I was in the best shape of my life. So mm-hmm. when we doing all the running, I'm, I'm all the way in front of everybody. And, and the, like all the OGs chilling. I'm like, these niggas. I'm looking back like, bro, oh, I'm... I'm I'm trying to prove a point. I'm like, yeah. I am in shape. I ain't trying to, don't, I don't want them to say nothing bad about me. I'm professional. I'm in shape. I'm ready to hoop from day one. And you know what I'm saying? That was something else I learned. Like, bro, you got to pace yourself. You know what I'm saying? But I'm young. Like at that point, I'm young, healthy. Um, I ain't care. I'm going in there. Like I said, my goal was to go in there and hoop and get to the league. So I didn't care about chilling. I didn't care about, you know what I'm saying? Taking the day off. Like it was about really was trying to work, perfect my craft, and, and come back over.
1: You think that mentality pushed you to where you are now though?
2: For sure. I, I I mean, everywhere I've ever been, you know, that's my goal, get better, make the team better, and make sure that nobody has anything bad to say about me. I like be a professional. That's mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I always I pride myself on that, being a professional. You're not going to go to a coach, not going to say nothing bad about me. A team can't say nothing bad about me. I go to work every day. I'm on time. When game time. If I'm, it don't matter if I'm hurt, sick, I'm trying to play.
3: Mm -hmm. You can't,
2: you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get in trouble off the court. Like that's, that's something I pride in my career on. And you know what I'm saying? That's one of the reasons why I got where I am. Cause you know what I'm saying? You don't, you're not going to go read nothing about me, about what I'm doing off the court. Like the most they can say about me is, or oh, he talk on social media and if that's the worst thing you can say about a player in 10 years, you know what I'm saying? For me, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's a good thing.
1: Right. They say when I talk to young guys, one of the things I try to tell them is uh, your job is to make yourself indispensable. And it sounds like that's kind of the approach you had and that's why you're having the success you're having. Um, can you, can you talk to us a little bit about your, your following yourself? you? So you do your thing, you kill that year. And now it's time to kind of look at what's next, right? How's that conversation going with you and your between you and your agent?
2: So, I mean, I I killed, like I killed in France. Yeah, right. So, like, you know what I'm saying, the preseason. Like, I when I went in, I was averaging like 25 in preseason. And you know, so we ain't have everybody there, but they seen like as soon as I start hooping there, they seen like the level of talent I had. So, you know what I'm saying? They was talking to me about. I already had reporters saying like, I know next year you're gonna be Euroleague, what you think? And this is, you know what I'm saying, the first tournament, second tournament. But like I said, my goal was NBA. Okay. So, you know, so we we won everything in France, we made it to Euro challenge final, and we were a low budget team. So we played against a, a team where they had millionaires on the team, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, uh, Besiktas. They had Arroyo, David Hawkins. Uh, oh yeah, they, they
0: had- I think they won it that year. Yeah, they had uh, David, David Hawkins, Arroyo, yeah. Irwin Dudley, yeah. Pops Mansu
2: Arroyo, that whole team. So we lost to them. And that whole team went to Galatasaray and got paid. And the coach mm-hmm. left. Yeah. So uh, that summer, I was going to play summer league. And I thought I was going to play summer league with the Cavs. Like the Cavs came over. They, they, I talked to them when I was in France. They were like, look. We want you to come back to minicamp, you know what I'm saying? We might have a roster spot for you. Summer league, cool. So I was locked in. Went to minicamp, killed it. They're like, yo, your game, we, we can tell that you played in Europe. The game slowed down for you. You know what I'm saying? Some of the plays you're making now, you couldn't make last year. I'm thinking I'm playing with Cleveland, and this is the year they draft Kyrie. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They draft all them guys. Well, they didn't draft Kyrie, but Kyrie came the year before that, but they didn't play summer league. But I think they drafted Deion Waiters and uh, Derek Williams that year. And uh, so I'm thinking I'm going to play with them. They called me. They're like, yo, Kyrie said he want to play summer league because he didn't get to play last year. So we don't have a roster spot. So I'm like, damn. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right. Told my agent. I'm like, yo, fuck it. Uh, let's lock in. I want to go to like, play EuroLeague. So like literally, bro, like I'm not lying to you. I, had, um, I was at my condo. I was driving in the city in Baltimore. I had I was going to the breakfast with somebody, and my agent called me. He like, "Yo, um, how soon can you get to the airport?" So I'm like, "What you mean?" He like, uh, he like the Pistons just called. And mind you, uh, rewind back to my junior year when I put my name in the draft. The Pistons loved me.
3: Mm.
2: They was like, "Yo, they wanted to bring me in." The only workout I had canceled, the only flight that was canceled of the airport was Detroit, coming from Virginia Tech. So I couldn't make, I couldn't go to Detroit for the workout. And they like, they loved me. So I'm like, all right, like they loved me last year. Like they gonna bring me in this year and let me do my thing. They had just drafted Brandon Knight. They didn't have no guards on the roster. You know what I'm saying? They had all young guys. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go in there do my thing. So I say, yo, look, I gotta turn back around and go pack. He like, nah, you gotta get there in two hours. So I'm like, damn, bet. Dropped Shorty off, drove, literally drove my car to the airport. I had my wallet you know what i'm saying my id and stuff i had some money in my pocket didn't have nothing went to went to orlando like that went straight to the nike store got some gear for orlando and then you know what i'm saying play with them but uh you know a lot of people don't know about that it's like so when we was in practice they wasn't really involved with me in the practice so i'm like you know what i'm saying like i ain't never been through no nba practice but He's like, they just called me like, I'm not, we are not calling them trying to play. Like they called me to bring me in, but I'm calling my agent. Like, bro, I don't know, like, you know what I'm saying? They ain't really involved with me in practice. They got two dudes in front of me that wasn't better than me. I just put in work in college and overseas. I'm like, their resume ain't mine. He's like, nah, they, they good. Like, you gonna play. All right, bet. So the first day I go, don't play at all. So I'm like, all right, cool. Usually, you know what I'm saying? They let Brandon Knight play. Mm-hmm. All the guys, Brandon Knight was the starter. So I'm like, all right, he'll play one day, maybe two. Second day, I don't play at all. So I'm like, I right, bet. Now, my agent, like, yo, we got some Euroleague teams coming to see you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm like, all right, now, you, like, y'all messing my money up. Now, I'm not only, y'all not showcasing me to the NBA. Like, I got big teams from Europe here, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's coming to see me play and I'm not playing. So second day, I'm pissed. So third day come around. Uh, I told my agent, he like, yo, they said they're gonna play you today. Yeah. So I I remember this shit. I had like number 11 or something in practice. And my game, my game judge, he was like number seven, or it was like another weird number, number nine. So I told him, I'm like, yo, like my this ain't the same number I had on my jersey. They're like, nah, you good. So I go check in the game third day. They stopped me at the table, said, Yo, you, your jersey number wrong. Like you, we can't let you check in the game because your jersey number wrong. This is NBA summer league. They gave me the wrong number, and I had I went to the scores table, and they told me no. So this is the third day I'm supposed to play. they like, "Yo, we gotta go to the hotel and get your jersey."
3: That's crazy. Mm.
2: <laughs> they drove to the jersey. They drove to the hotel, brought my jersey back. It's third quarter, in the third quarter.
3: Oh man. You know what I'm
2: so I'm like, at the, at the, literally after that game, like I was like, man, fuck the NBA, like. <laughs> right. Like, this, like, and I'm like, I'm just being honest. Like, right. this. I told my nah. agent, I'm like, Bro, I need to focus on Europe. Like, fan. And my agent told me, he said, "Look, this is my plan for you." He said, "In three years, I want you to be the best guard in Europe, and we're gonna be looking at a, a tough decision. It's gonna be a lot of money in Europe, and we're gonna have NBA teams coming after us." He said, "We're not going after the NBA." He's like, "If you play how you're supposed to play."
3: Mm-hmm. Everybody
2: gonna come after us. So that was the plan, you know, after that summer league situation, I was like, man, I'm gonna just try to be the best guard in Europe and if, you know what I'm saying, if I get to the top of Europe, NBA is gonna, that's, you know what I'm saying, it's gonna be there. So I ain't had to chase it. And that's, you know, camp, the path I chose.
1: So you go to Budavelnik, you end up in Euro Cup that year, <laughs> right? Um, you hoop, you hoop.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but was, uh, right. <laughs> MVP.
2: yeah the ukrainian league i didn't even care about the ukrainian league it really was euro cup like i knew you know what i'm saying once we got to the playoff we was just having fun in ukraine yeah. but we played euro cup teams like and this is like literally another story first first tournament with buddha we played um we was playing in the tournament in russia and or lithuanian my coach came up to me. This is the first time I ever seen Pat Bear hoop in person. Mm. So, mm. Uh, and you know, what I'm saying Pat can vouch for this. Uh, we on the court, we win the first game. They win the first game. He playing for Sparta St. Petersburg. They got yep. money, mm-hmm. like they got crazy bread. So I'm like, all right. And you know, in Europe, everybody believe in whoever make the most money, whoever team got the biggest budget, they they got. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying I'm on a team where we washing our own uniforms and shit, and you know what I'm saying? They got, <laughs> you know what I'm saying they they got money. Right. So my coach come up to me after the first game. He's like, "Look, you know how much that guy makes?" And I'm like, "Who?" He like uh, Pat Beverly. He's like, "Man, he he just signed a big deal over a million. So I'm like, "Damn." I'm like, "They Euro Cup? He making? He getting over an M and Euro Cup?" He like, "Yeah, bro. He killed." Boba. So I'm like, "All right, we got them in the final." So I'm like, "You know what I'm saying?" I go back to the, I go back to my room. I watched Pat Bear film. I'm like, damn, I'm like, all right, he really, you know what I'm saying, played on some high-level teams over here. This is how you get to an M. And then we played him. Like, I killed that game. We ain't not match up the whole game. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I but I had like I had like 28, 29, and I hit the game winner. Mm. So when I hit the game winner, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? In my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm saying this one of the top guards in Europe. So now I can kind of where I'm at in my career. And this is preseason in my second year. So I'm like, I can play on that team next year. Or, you know what I'm saying? If, if they giving out M's, I'm right there. So you know what I'm saying that was another situation. And then after that game, we were standing in the same hotel. I chopped it up with Pat. First time I ever met him in my life, coolest dude ever. And we were just talking. He like, yo, I'm I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? He like, I'm, I'm going to the NBA. So I called my agent, I'm like, yo, look. I said, yo, look, Pat Babb out of there, bro. Like I need that, you know what I'm saying? I need that bridge.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and then, you know what I'm saying? Pat Babb ended up leaving. But you know what I'm saying? That was another step in my career. And Pat don't like, he don't even, I, I ain't never even tell him this. Like he don't even know he motivated me. Like really, right. bro. And, and he'll tell you, bro, he, we was sitting in the lobby. He had a big gold Brighton on, Bust down. I think he might've had his girl there. They went shopping. He he just went and bought some lube. Like I swear to God, if you ask Pat Babb this. He only, I never told him this. Like he had, him on, on, he had gloves on watch on Yeah, we need everything. to get him out of pod. yeah. Yeah, and he and that motivated me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Was, for me, like some dudes look at the dudes like, damn, he's doing too much, why he doing this? I looked at him, I'm like, damn, like this how you spoke, you know what I'm saying? Like, this how you spoke awesome. living, and it motivated me. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Till this day, that's one of the stories, you know what I'm saying? That one of the guys who motivated me that's after dope. that second year, that was that was one of the, the top guys.
1: That's dope. So he inspired you and you ended up not leaving that year. And we did what we failed to mention earlier was Pat Bev actually came from Ukraine himself before yeah, he got yeah, to yeah, yeah. yeah. So so you kill in Ukraine and you kill Euro Cup and then it then the Euro League thing starts to happen for you, right? You start mm-hmm. to have these real con you, you end up in Bayern, Munich, right? Bayern Munich.
2: Yep. And uh that's the that summer after that. It was crazy. I killed Euro Cup. And we went into that summer, my agent like, look, we gotta play Euro
3: mm-hmm. so
2: I'm like, I'm looking at Euro League games. I'm like, man, I, I know I can play. And this is a true story. He called David Black in uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv. Called mm-hmm. David Black, he's like, look, I got a player, blah, blah, He said he's one year away. Mm-hmm. Wasn't good enough. I wasn't good enough for Maccabi. You know what I'm saying? He pitching my name to all these teams. Like, I, nobody wanted to take me. Like Munich was the, they had a wild card. Uh, you know, Tyrese had just killed
1: their
2: right play together. You know what I'm saying? Like they wanted that's what they wanted to happen. Me and Reese was supposed to play together in, in Munich, but they like, look, we got a little money. Um, the coach is crazy. They like if you. If you can play for this coach and you survive that year, you're like it's going to stamp you. It's like if you can play for him and survive and you play well. Everybody going to respect you. Yep. So and that was another challenge. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like, all right. I can go to Munich, city is dope. You know what I'm saying? The Organization is dope. You know, I'm very professional. You know what I'm saying? If I get this stamp, now this is this is the third year on our plan. Now we're looking at NBA. If I could go play well in EuroLeague, and that was my goal going into that year. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And that's kind of what happened.
0: So you work over in you do work in Munich. You go back to league, you got two years skin in Atlanta. No, but I, instead of coming, no, you had to do I, one I, more year first. You had to I, do one more I, year in Europe.
2: No, 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 I went to, so I did Munich. It was to
0: Cuban, Cuban, Oklahoma.
2: I went two years to Russia. And that's like, you know what I'm saying? That was a deciding factor. And with, with Munich, I had a, and it's another Pat Bad story. When I was in Munich, uh, this was like March, late, uh, late March, um, it was crazy, the worst week, I had the worst shooting, two game shooting, shooting games of my my year that, that year. We played in the cup, we lost both games. Uh, I shot like two for like 20 on the weekend. Yeah. Like my worst two games. My agent called me he like, yo, uh, Houston Rockets, they calling about you. So I'm like, I'm like, shit, I hope they ain't see these last two games. He mm-hmm. like, not like for real. I'm like, damn, <laughs> I you I'm like, damn, bro. I just had my worst two games at the Rockets. I'm like, so. Uh, Pat Bev, this, uh, I think Pat Bev broke his hand. Mm. It's uh, the year going into the playoffs, Pat Bev got hurt. Here come the Rockets, my agent called me. He like, I'm driving home from practice. He called me he like, yo, uh, where you at? I'm like, I'm driving home. He like, pull over. So I'm like, all right, pull over at McDonald's. He like, yo, the Houston Rockets thing just got real. So I'm like, I'm like, hold up. I'm like, what you mean? He's like, they offer you. they offered you a two year. So I'm like, I'm in the parking lot. I'm like, now I'm about to cry. I'm like, I'm like, nah, for real? He's like, yeah, He like, Pat Bev got hurt. They're looking for a replacement or just some insurance on a point guard coming into the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, bet. So he's like, they're going to give you this for the buyout. We're going to tell Munich. I didn't have a buyout in my contract in Munich. At this point, I wasn't even, like I said, I wasn't thinking about the NBA. It was, let me be the top guy in Europe. So I didn't have a buyout clause in my contract. So he was like, the toughest thing is gonna be getting you out of your deal in Munich. So next day I go into the office, contract right there. Uh, and uh they like, yo, we know about everything going on. You know, we can't let you go, right? I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, at that point, I'm like, damn, like they just snatched my dream away from me. Like, I had the contract right there and couldn't mm-hmm. sign. It. And they like, yo, I'm I don't care if the buyout was 2 million, we can't let you leave.
3: You know what I'm saying?
2: And that was kind of a turning point in my career because I was thinking about like telling my agent, like, bro, I don't care, like I'm out. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't care about you. I'll suffer the consequences of, of FIBA in, in Europe, but I'm going to the league, you know what I'm saying? Like it was that close yeah. like, yet so far. And you know what I'm saying? I had to turn that deal down. And I, as a professional, I'm like, look, they invested in me, I'm having a good year. Like, if I go keep playing well Euro League and win German League, next, like, you know what I'm saying, I got three months. Like, that, you know what I'm saying, the Rockets will still be there. Let me just go finish what I started. And, you know what I'm saying, that led to that summer, which was LeBron, uh, LeBron summer, going back uh, to Cleveland, I think. And he put the whole NBA on hold, and that's how the whole Russia thing happened. Once again, I wasn't waiting for NBA teams to – Give me minimum or something, you know what I'm saying? And
3: mm-hmm. I did, you know, what
2: I'm saying? I went with the guaranteed money. I, I prided myself, I'm like, by 25, I want to be a millionaire. I was 20, I was 25 at the time. They came with two year offer, more than what I wanted. Bet sign me up. Like, I'm, you know, what I'm saying, I'll go play two more years, and in two more years, I'm gonna have enough money in my account where I don't have to make a, a decision based yeah. on financial reasons. You know what I'm saying? I got the money now, it's about. Where would I fit in? And you know what I'm saying? That's how that the, the Russia thing happened. Uh, and that's why I decided to, to go to Russia.
0: Wow. So so let me ask you this. Out of these countries that you've been to by now, you've been to France, you've been to Germany, Ukraine, Russia. What was the craziest thing you've seen on or off the court that's probably like <laughs> shocking or mind-blowing?
2: Uh craziest or thing. some new
1: experience. Yeah, we've had guys tell stories. Like we just one, heard it. We, one,
0: for example, we got a story from Keith Langford where, you know, they they wouldn't let him take his money because it had White on the bills. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let me see. Oh I'll, t- I'll tell I'll tell a uh let me see. I'll tell I'll tell a money story. So when I played in Ukraine, we had uh you know, you, I mean, everybody know how Eastern Europe is with, with money. Yeah. They, holding, they was holding checks. But they, I never, like, I was never a player who, you were not going to hold my money. Like, if, if my contract say 30 days, 60 days, once 30 days hit, I'm not practicing, I'm not playing. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to tell that story, oh, I stayed for three months. Nah, that ain't me. Like, I, I do what's in the contract, and y'all going to do what's in the contract. So, we had one time where, it got to 30 days and I told him, I'm like, yo, I'm not practicing. Like till my check comes, I'm not coming to practice. They're like, all right. They thought I was joking. Like the coach was laughing. I'm like, all right. So the next day came, I didn't I didn't wake up, nothing. My driver came, knocked on the door. I was like, yo, I'm not going to practice. He's like, what you mean? I'm like, I'm not going, tell him I'm not going. He's like, they calling, they can keep calling. Tell him where my receipt at for the wire, I'll practice. <laughs> so, they made, they made a fake receipt. They made up a bank, <laughs> was fake. gave me a receipt. I played, went and did my homework. The bank didn't exist. So I'm like, nah, bro. No way. <laughs> to... no. Mind you, this is Euro cup final four. So now my name is ringing. It's like, all right, this team want to buy Malcolm out. This team, I'm like, I right, bet. So somebody got wind of them not paying us. They weren't, it wasn't just me. They weren't paying everybody. So they're like, yo, Buda Valnick got financial issues. It's a couple of players that might leave. And once they seen that, they like, oh, nah, like we got to figure something out. So they they brought me into the office and they was like, yo, we, you know what I'm saying? We can just give you cash, U.S. dollar, cool. Open the safe. They got probably 200,000 U.S. dollars in the safe. I'm like, bro, like why y'all got all this money but y'all not paying us? So they give me my money cash. When it's time to leave, I got, I got a lot of bread and cash and U.S. dollar. You know you're only supposed to travel with 10,000.
0: 10,000. 10, yep. I'm
2: stashing money and everything. Like I got sunglass cases. I'm putting like 5,000 in <laughs> yeah. I got, you know, I'm just stashing money in different places where, you know, if they find 5,000, cool. They ain't gonna find 10 or more than 10. They ain't gonna find it together. Yeah. But I had too much. Like I ran out of high spots, so. I wore like two pair of tights. I had money like in my tights, <laughs> like I had money. Yeah.
3: And my, <laughs> my,
2: my teammate Leo Lyons got to the airport before me. So he in line and they pull him aside when he go through the, the metal right, detector. Right. Found his money. I'm in the back of the line. I'm like, he turn around, shake his head. Like I pulled the money on my back. I'm stuffing it in like in my tights. I'm in the line, putting money in my tights. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm sweating. So I get through. Yeah, I'm good. It ain't this before they had the body scanner. Right? Yeah. So I get I get through there. He misses his flight. They hold him in Ukraine for a couple of days and they didn't give him his money back. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? I get to Amsterdam, Amsterdam got the body scanner. Mm. <laughs> I go to the bathroom. I'm like, man, let me go to the bathroom real quick. Take all the money out. I had to change my clothes. I was sweating. Like I had to change my stuff. So I get to the security. They like, yo, I was like, look, I got ten thousand dollars in my pocket, mind you. I had more. Like I had more, but I said yeah. I had ten a day. and then I had the rest of my bag. But I just took the, I took the attention away from my bag, and I'm like, "Yo, I got money on you." So they were like, "All right, grab your bag. We're gonna go check it." They like take the money out. I'm like, "Yo, it's too much money in my pocket. I don't want to do this in line." So they're like, "All right, we're gonna do it in private." Took me aside. I took the money out. This. Oh no, no, put it away. So I put it away. They let me through. Mm. Like, luckily. And mm. Leo had to stay in Ukraine for like a couple more days, and they you know had his money back. Mm. So that was you know mm. what I'm saying, money-wise, that was probably the craziest story like I had
0: to mm. do. It. Malcolm, I want to ask you, you went from Europe, NBA, but instead of coming back to Europe, you went to China. Mm-hmm. Um How was that experience for you? Because I think I was talking to Snow the other day, most guys who go play in Asia, they don't give them a chance to come back to Europe because for some reason, European teams, they give a knock to players who play over in China. Mm -hmm. So if you can't speak on that, how was your experience in China and how
2: was it getting back to Europe? Yeah, I mean, uh, the one thing about when I left Europe, I had already established myself. I did everything in Europe, you know what I'm saying? I won championships, MVPs. I got it, you know what I'm saying? Loco my second year. We weren't predicted to even go to the top 16. And we went to the final four. So mm-hmm. I did everything I could do in Europe. So that stamp was always there. Like once I did that, once I made the final four in Europe, once I got first team uh, all Euro League that year, mm-hmm. I was stamped in Europe. So uh, another thing people didn't know, like, so during the final four, Uh, you know European final four everybody's there so now you got every Euroleague team every NBA team all the top Chinese teams everybody there so if you walk into the lobby at a Euroleague final four well I know we was in Berlin when we walked into the lobby you seen everybody every team like literally like they trying to figure out what they're going to do next year so you know I'm saying my final four experience was my agent like look we got we had a We almost had to deal with the Mavericks done at the final four. Like we was about to do a a early, I was gonna do a a verbal agreement. I was gonna commit to the Mavericks and something happened with Mark Cuban. He didn't want to pay a point guard or something. They was was talking about minimum. So I'm like, nah, I'll wait for free agency. Mm -hmm. I had the Chinese team, I had Guangdong who I eventually played for. We had a meeting with him, you know what I'm saying? Me, my father, my agent, and the coach and the guy, the translator. Basically, we went to the meet, and they like, look, we did San Antonio. No, we did Los Angeles Lakers of China. Mm-hmm. We got this championship. We need another one. They like, we offer you blah blah blah, two point five million. What you want to do? So I'm looking at my agent, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like, I ain't prepared. Like, we ain't talking about no money, but he like, look, we ain't talking about, he's like, if they start talking about money, you and your father leave, I'll stay, you know what I'm saying, we ain't gonna get it, we just gonna try to, you know what I'm saying, we just gonna engage in conversation, you never know, so as soon as they start talking money, he like, look, Malcolm gotta go, I left, so I already knew, like, all right, I got Europe, I had every, I could have went to any team in Europe that year, you know what I'm saying, I had, but I had Barcelona, The, the only team that I was really looking at, I had Barcelona and the Russo Faco was trying to give me some crazy bread too. And, but I knew I wasn't going back to Europe, you know what I'm saying? But I still had to entertain it for, you know what I'm saying, just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I seen that when I got that Chinese offer, I'm like, all right, my market in China is crazy too. So now I got Europe, I got China and I got the NBA. So like I told you, when my agent said three years, we're going to be looking at whatever, I had that Houston offer in three years and i made a decision to go nba or to take you know a lot of money and i took the money and it ended up working out for me because it was good basketball now i'm in another situation where i got money i've done everything i needed to do in europe and it's like i do i go nba or do i stay in europe take more money or do i go to china and take the most money but you know what i'm saying i had to play in the nba so i did that so when the decision came when i left atlanta uh a, a my last, my last game in Atlanta, I hurt my ankle again. So I, same thing I did in college, where I, you know it kept me out of that draft. Same exact injury. In college, I played in five days, and you know what I'm saying it kind of. I just got surgery on that after Atlanta, and it still bothers me. Uh, when I when I heard it in Atlanta, I decided to just get it scoped and get it cleaned out because it was bothering me for seven years. Uh, so my decision after Atlanta, I didn't have fun my second year. You know we was tanking. I, I hate losing. I don't care how much money I make with, you know what I'm saying? It's the NBA. I didn't care about none of that. Like, I hated basketball because, you know what I'm saying, I wasn't given a fair opportunity on what they told me that was going to happen my second year, and we was losing. So, I'm like, all right, what I'm going to do this summer? So, again, I just come off ankle surgery. Uh, my agent's like, look, we can wait around. Or I was like, look, no. Nah. I was like, I need to get my confidence back. I, I want to play in the NBA, but I don't I don't feel like myself right now. So let me go back to, if I go to China, I know they're going to give me freedom. I'm going to be able to hoop, and I need to get back to who I really was, you know what I'm saying, as a hooper. of course. And I knew they was going to pay me a lot of money, you know what I'm saying, because I already had that China market. So same team came around. I'm like, all right, bet. I'm going to take this offer. I'm going to go to China, have fun playing basketball, you know what I'm saying, make some more money, and then next summer we'll go back to NBA or, you know what I'm saying, if I want to stay in China, and that's all China was for me. People was like, why you go to China? Why? I had a great situation. I was with a great team,
3: yeah,
2: great money, and I got to get my swag back on the court. You know what right. I'm saying? So right. My experience there didn't end, end well because, you know, Chinese politics, um, and like I said, as a professional, some things I don't tolerate, and you know what I'm saying, we had the best record in the league. I was having a... T- 26 and six. We had three people on our team averaging 20. And we was clearly the best team in the league and they wanted to bring in more players and rotate Americans over whatever. They wanted to do something I wasn't really feeling it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't gonna do that. And I went home for break. I told my agent like, look, ask them what we gotta do for me to stay home. You know what I'm saying? Like we could part ways, I'll stay home. And it was NBA playoff time. So let me try to get on with it, a playoff team. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, a lot of stuff went into that decision. Uh, I stayed home. Uh, almost got back on with the Bucks, and then uh, Paul Gasol did something with his contract where he did, he decided to get surgery after the the, the deadline. Yeah. So if you know what I'm saying, if he would have they would have re- probably would have released him before the deadline if he would have said he wasn't gonna play, and that would have been a roster spot. But he waited, and then he decided to get surgery after his contract was guaranteed. So that kind of knocked me out. You know what I'm saying? So I got stuck in another situation, but I ain't really care. I'm like, man, look, I went, I'm healthy now. I feel good. I'm, like, you know what I'm saying? They seen me work out. They they love what I did in the workout. I'm like, all right, now we back to the league. I don't want to hear no European offers. Like literally, every, Seska called me like Kyle Hines. I played with Kyle.
3: Mm-hmm. I was in
2: Vegas and Kyle was in the hotel. They, they had Kyle recruiting me. I'm at the crap table in Vegas. His brother like, yo, we got to get you in Ceska. Like he called Kyle like, yo, Malcolm down here. So you know what I'm saying? They tried to get me to go to Ceska that year and Mike ended up taking that deal. Uh, but I, I didn't want to go. I'm like, yo, I don't want to go back to Europe. Like, I got 10 month seasons. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to do it. China, the money was great. We had breaks, you know, we had four breaks where we get to go on vacation. You got, sp-
0: you got spoiled.
2: Yeah, I went home. I'm like, after the NBA, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? We're not practicing. We don't have all these rules with, you know what I'm saying? We ain't got to eat dinner together. Like, I can go eat eat dinner with my, if I got a a friend on the other team the night before the game, we can go eat dinner together. It ain't no, you know what I'm saying? So it was fine for me. I didn't, that adjustment um, to go to to China was easy, but to go back to Europe um, was kind of difficult because like I said, I didn't want to go back to Europe and the Barcelona thing just happened. If Barcelona, if Thomas Hertel didn't get hurt, I would have never went to Barcelona. Right. Like, he so, got hurt.
1: Before we dive too far into Barcelona, I want to ask you something we like to ask all our guys on the pod. Because um, I'm all these places you've been, you're playing in all these high-level teams, all these championship-level clubs. Mm-hmm. Out of all these places you've been, can you tell us who you would pick if you had to put a starting five together of all the guys you played either with or against in all these different places in Europe throughout your journey?
2: All right, Europe, uh, I would say, and taking me out of this, right?
1: Not if you don't want to, it's up to you completely.
2: No, if I, I mean, if I had to pick a starting five, it would be probably me at the one. Okay. Two guard. Who's the best two guard I play with? I mean, right now, I would say Kevin Punter, but I don't, I don't want to be biased with my teammates. I'm I'm gonna leave Milan team off of this. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna take me. Hmm, that's two guard I play with. I would say uh Bruno Seaman effort.
3: Really? So yep. Mm-hmm. You know
2: at the three, I would go Blake Shield.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh play we got MVP of France. Four would be Derek Brown mm-hmm. and five. Anthony Randolph, sure.
3: Mm. Mm. I mean, my Loco,
2: my two years in Loco, we had, they were the two, like, I mean, we, at that time, we weren't as known, but they were the two most talented teams I played on besides, I mean, even Barcelona last year, we had a talented team, like a, a well-known roster, but my team, my first year in Loco, our team was crazy. That Euro Cup team, if we had a better coach, you know what I'm saying, not to knock the coach, but if we had a coach who could have <laughs>
3: like like it's
2: <laughs> you know I mean? like that he wasn't prepared for that caliber roster. Right. If we yeah. had coach Barzokas with that first team, we would have went undefeated in Eurocup. Like we won 19 straight off of talent and then lost going into the you know what I'm saying the, the final eight just because, you know what I'm saying, we just couldn't control that. If we had a, a great coach that year, like that team right there was the most talented team I probably ever played on besides, you know what I'm saying, NBA, but that team, that roster was crazy.
1: Mm. so then you so, go so Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Cause we, we'll get into all the, the kind of the craziness that happened in that situation, but let's start with your Hortel story before we get to that. Yeah,
2: so no, I mean, so it was simple. Barcelona wanted me, uh, when I left Loco, we were in discussions that whole season pretty much about, you know what I'm saying? They really wanted me to come. Um, so I had already had a relationship with Barcelona when I went to the NBA. So, you know, when I came back, Thomas had just signed an extension with Barcelona. So we wasn't, I wasn't even talking to Barcelona. We wasn't the only two. And literally when I left the NBA, my agent told me when I went to the NBA, he's like, look, even if we did play in Europe, it's only two, maybe three teams that you even looking at. Mm-hmm. So Europe for me got smaller. It was easy. It was an easy decision for me because now at that stage of my career, I'm like, look, I'm not playing for this coach. I'm not playing for this team. I don't Mm -hmm. want to live in the city. Like I had certain things that I needed for my, you know what I'm saying, for my career, my sanity. So Europe got small. So it was, you know what I'm saying, I had Barcelona, Madrid, Seska, Ephesus maybe. Like they they were pretty much the only four teams that I was even considering. If I would talk to anybody, they were the only teams I was even going to talk to. And uh, so, like I said, um, Messina called, when he first came to Milan, I was like, look, respectfully, I don't, I'm not interested. Like, I'm, I'm not even coming to Europe. Like, we didn't even have a conversation, I didn't even have a conversation with him. Um, I did talk to Seska to I talked to them and I told him, you know, out of respect, I can't, I know y'all want me to sign early. I can't do it. Like, I'm waiting my, my options out and then last minute, you know, if y'all wanted me to come in September, that's different, but I respect y'all club. Like, I, I don't even want to have y'all waiting around. If y'all got another player, sign them. They signed Mike. You know what I'm saying? The whole Milan situation happened with Mike and they ended up taking Mike.
1: Mike um, James, referring to Mike James.
2: Yep. So uh Barcelona, no, the Barcelona came, uh, her tail got hurt. So I seen a story come out. It's like, yo, Thomas got he had to get surgery, blah, blah, blah. Mind you, I'm I had just been in New York for a week. I was working out with the Knicks, playing with the Knicks. I play well, so I'm thinking I'm gonna get at least a camp invite or something. I don't know what they was doing in New York, but they wanted me to come back for the second week. And I was like, look, if y'all not gonna give me no guaranteed bread or pay for my stuff, I'm not coming back. Like I'm I'm not doing this for charity, bro. I'm not paying for my flight and my hotel just to be here working out with y'all. So I left. Uh, so towards summer, keep going, summer, keep going. My agent called me, Golden State like could be a good opportunity you know what i'm saying they don't have no guards they you know what i'm saying they need some something off the bench so i'm like bet golden state could be perfect so i'm like all right i'm getting ready for golden state so i go to golden state um they have a mini camp go out there kill golden state like they're probably the best nba workout and mind you i wasn't i did the new york thing so i was already i was in shape Kill, Golden State. So I'm thinking, I call my agent, I'm like, look, if they, if they tell you anybody in this workout was better than me, I don't care what the situation, I was the best person in the workout. And it wasn't even, like, it wasn't close. So if they tell you anything different, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to. So I talked to them. they like, look, really like you and we impressed. Um, we're going to have a group come in next week full of wings and big wings and, and bigs. And then we're going to decide who we want to bring to camp. So now I'm stuck in the situation like, all right, do I, they didn't say, like, yo, we're going to invite you to camp. They didn't say we're going to guarantee you partial, nothing. So I'm like, all right, I got to go and stay here. As soon as the workout over, my agent called me, like, look, Barcelona's calling me. Like, I've been holding them off for a couple of days, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, I'm in this situation again. Let me see what they're offering. Like, let me look at the roster. I seen the roster they built. I'm like, damn this a, is this a final four roster, you know what I'm saying? We can win If I go, if they add me to this, we can win Euroleague. So I, it was Pessage, I played for Pessage before. I'm like, all right, do I want to play for passage I know the situation happened before. Like, I didn't really want to play for Serbian coaches again. Um, I'm older now, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right. nah, I was like, it was cool. I'm like, the basketball was cool. I'm older now, I know what the, I'm looking forward to. I know what I'm expecting. I call my agent, I'm like, look, let me go to Barcelona. If they give me security for a second year just as insurance, if I get hurt or something, I'll take the deal. We can go to the Final Four. We can win the championship. Now it's like, all right, I'm at the stage of my career where it's like, I ain't trying to keep going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And when I took the Barcelona deal, I, they knew what I wanted to do. They didn't have the money I wanted. So I took less money than I really would have even took. So they got me for a discount. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying, they they didn't really underpay me, but for what I could have got, I took less money. And I didn't care, it wasn't about the money. I knew I was going there to win the championship. I knew I was going to play well. And then the summer after that, we was going to be in negotiations with a contract that I was was literally going to end my career in Barcelona. Mm. They knew this, everybody, I said it from day one. If I sign, I told my agent, if I sign in Barcelona, I'm not trying to sign nowhere else. So structure my contract where I got freedom in the second year and I'm gonna play well the first year and we are gonna sign a three year extension. I'm done. So that was my plan going to Barcelona. That was my only plan. I didn't, I wasn't talking to nobody. I wasn't interested in nobody. I was going to end my career in Barcelona. And mm-hmm. that was my decision. That's why my decision to Barcelona, it was so easy for me because great city. I thought- it was Man, great- I love it. And, and One of my basket.
0: favorite cities.
2: Yeah, and, and the team that they built with, I felt like could do something special because they haven't been, they wasn't winning, you know what I'm saying? Before I got there, it was Madrid, ran Spain.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like we knocked bars Bar- out to go to the final four when I was in Loco. So it's like, all right, now I, I got a chance to go here. and You know what I'm saying? They haven't won in a while. I could be a part of something special to get this back where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's somewhere I can end my career.
1: So what ended up actually happening? You get there, you're playing things are cool but it kind of goes left
2: yeah i mean honestly bro like it was i mean i with the with the basketball side i was i was never really happy you know what i'm saying like i i went there like i said i went there to win yeah went there it was like all right i i fresh off the plane i had to go play in a super cup you know what i'm saying and you know, i came out cool wasn't starting. I'm like, all right, I ain't tripping about starting. I'll come off the bench here. It's not my team. Mm-hmm. They already got the team built. So then I start maybe two games. Then it's like, all right, Malcolm, this this club is too big for a player to come in this late and start. Word for word, this is what happened. So I'm like, all right. So I sit down. I'm like, look, I'm going to be six. I'm going to be the best six man in your league. Yeah. This is my mindset. I'm like, all right. When the game, when I come in a game, I'm gonna try to change the game, whatever whatever I could do to win. I didn't have one play for me, none of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was no plays for me on offense. I never complained, never asked for anything. That I just wanna win. Like, we got a great team. I just wanna win your league. I wanna win in Spain. That was all I cared about. And uh, so I, I never complained. It was, it was always about the team. I put the team first with everything. And then, uh, you know, COVID happened. But even before COVID, I'm saying um what happened so we had a it was a situation I don't, I don't even want to talk too detailed about it because it is it, it's really it's stupid but it was a situation that happened where um some some stuff was said to me and I had to correct it it was like basically like I owed somebody for going to Barcelona I'm like you know what I'm saying like y'all called me like I didn't, you know, what I'm saying I wasn't chasing Barcelona down. Like I'm just here to play basketball. I don't want to hear about none of this other stuff. I just want to hoop. So for the last, pretty much the last
1: time out, time out, time out, time out. I just want to make sure I get some kind of understanding.
2: I'm, a, I'm, a, this is where, this is where it's gonna go. Okay. So from this conversation, uh, this is before, this is before COVID. Okay. So this is, uh, this is late February. So from probably, I think we played Seska or somebody. Me and the coach didn't talk. Like we didn't, he wasn't talking to me from mm. mid February until early March when COVID hit. Mm. So we was already like, it was already, and everybody knows last year, we had a lot of stuff going on. It was in the media. Like this stuff that was in the media, like mm. our team, it was it was a lot going on with the team. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it was, every, people were stressed. Like, it, it was a lot of situations going on, but personally, me and the coach wasn't talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, my minutes start getting cut. Like, if you go look, go look at my last two games with Barcelona. I played 10 minutes. I played 10 minutes in Munich. Well, uh, we played Munich and Barcelona. I played 10 minutes, and then we played uh, an ACB game in Madrid, not against Madrid, against the other team in Madrid. I played 10 minutes. So my last two games in Barcelona, I played 10 minutes. So I'm like, all right, bro, like enough is enough. And I went to the GM, I'm like, bro, like, I don't complain about nothing, like, but I'm not gonna, like, I didn't come here to play 10 minutes, like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, at this point, it's like, all right, it's, enough is enough, COVID hit. So, meanwhile, my birthday is March 11th. So, this this tells you how crazy the situation was. Mind you, I wasn't talking, me and the coach wasn't talking, well, he wasn't talking to me. Okay. Uh, on my birthday, you know, they bring a the cake, Everybody, happy birthday, blah, 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 Only person that didn't say happy birthday was the coach. <laughs> didn't say a word to me. <laughs> like, didn't say a word. Mind you, to get me to sign in Barcelona, the text message from him was, this would be a great birthday present for me if you sign in Barcelona. Mm. So you see, you know what I'm saying? Where the 2 yeah. I'm like, all right. He knows birthdays are important. So mentally, I'm like, damn, I'm like, even if we having a situ we we had a situation in Munich where we, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm like, damn, I'm like, he ain't gonna say happy birthday to me. I'm like, that. Yeah. But we never got a chance to even go any further because COVID hit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, COVID hit. I'm like, this is perfect timing. Like we get a break. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of tension going on, like COVID here, like let me figure this out. So um with COVID, um, I was reading about it, I knew like, Barcelona didn't have a clue about what was going on with COVID. They was on a two week plan and everybody else knew that it was going to take months. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't about to play the season anytime soon. They were stuck on, like, all right, two weeks, two weeks. I'm like, all right. So once they said, all right, we're going to have a weekend. Y'all stay home, don't go outside, cool. The weekend passed, they're like, all right, y'all got to stay for another week or two. So I'm like, all right, mind you, I have my chef there. So I'm cool. I went by myself. Like my, my friend had came from the States. So he was with me and I'm talking to him. I'm like, yo, like what, like how long is it gonna take for them to figure this out? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I ain't trying to be stuck in the house for two months. Like if I'm gonna do that, I need to go home. Cause I can work, at least I could work out at home because America wasn't closed yet. I'm like, if we gonna finish this season. Let me go home so I can train. That was my only reason for going home because going home, I couldn't go you know what I'm saying? My brother's situation, like, you know what I'm saying? My, like physically, I couldn't be around my brother if I, I was gonna be traveling. Right. So it wasn't to go home. I couldn't have fun. I wasn't about to go turn up. I literally was going home and I was going to train. And I told them, I'm like, yo, once they said it could take longer, I was talking to EuroLeague on the phone, like the Players Association. I talked to them directly and they was like, yo, this is gonna take a while. We still trying to work it out. I'm in my mind, I'm like, bro, there's no way possible. With, with y'all saying that the season is gonna happen anytime soon. So, all right, let me go home. If the season continues, just give me 48 hours notice. I'm back on the plane, I'm in Barcelona, but I'm gonna come back in shape. Cause when we was in Barcelona, the arena was locked down. Mm-hmm. We couldn't go outside. Like literally we had to do stuff. I was running the steps. I was in, the, in my building, running the steps, doing workout, doing jail workouts in the house. And I'm like, bro, why would I need to do this when I can go home and get in the gym?
3: Mm-hmm. Or even
2: at worst, I got my court at my crib. I, at least I can go shoot, you know what I'm saying? So that was my mentality. I'm like, all right. I asked them, I'm like, yo, look, I'm here Dolo. Cause I was about to send my chef home. I'm like, bro, I don't want you to get stuck over here. I'm like, I'm here Dolo. I'm the only single person on the team. Everybody else got families. Everybody got girlfriend, kids. I'm the only one that's single on the team. So I would have been in the house for two mm-hmm. months by myself. Like dope. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, maybe they'll understand. Every did everything by the book. Called, yo, is it possible I can go home? Blah blah blah. They like, uh, the the president is saying that y'all can't leave. We need to keep an eye on y'all. I'm like, we're not doing nothing but staying in the house. Like, they like, So what if you go home and you get sick? I'm like, Yeah, it's possible, but like you know what I'm saying? At that point, that would be on me. If, if yeah. something happened and I travel and something happened with me, if I got to pay a fine, if I got to get suspended, that's, you know what I'm saying? As a professional, that's on me. I would accept any consequences that y'all guys put on me if, mm-hmm. if, I, if I wasn't professional about it, cool. So they came back to me, they're like, look, we gonna we gonna ask everybody on the team. If everybody on the team says it's cool with you, I mean, if it's cool with them that you go home, everything is good. They called everybody individually on the team and asked them, was it okay for me to go home? Everybody said, yeah, Malcolm is here by himself. He can go be closer to his family. You know what I'm saying? He won't be stuck in the house by himself. Everybody said, cool. Next day, don't hear nothing. Day after that, don't hear nothing. So I hit him back. I'm like, yo, like I talked to everybody on the team. Everybody said it was cool. You know what I'm saying? What's up? Nah, we decided. We can't let you go because if we let you go then somebody else might want to go. I'm like, that has nothing to do with me. And if a European wants to go home, they're two hours away from home. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know what I'm saying? But they got their families and they're not traveling with their kids. It's a different situation for me. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, look, bro, at this point, mentally, I'm going home. I would rather us work this out. You know what I'm saying? And Whatever. You need me to sign a paper. We can do something in the contract to say if I'm not back in a certain time, I'll do it. So they like, all right, well, just don't say nothing on Twitter. Don't tweet. My, my agent was like, don't say nothing on don't media. Don't talk to nobody. And I'm like, cool. So I went home. Didn't say nothing. Didn't post nothing. I'm home for four days. Wake up. I got tweets. Like, my, my whole page blew up. I'm like, damn. Article come out. Malcolm Delaney demanded his passport. Uh, they, they act like I walked in there like, yo, give me my passport. Like. Yeah. No, bro, like the, the arena was locked, like locked, lights out. I had to walk in there with my cell phone with the flashlight on to get into the locker room, which was open. And they told me where the passports were. They kept the passports in the locker room. So I walked to the locker room with the flashlight, got my passport and I went home. Article was like, they flipped it. Like I demanded my passport. I just left like nobody, like all this stuff. So I'm like, damn, I'm like, they told me don't say nothing, but now it's an article out about making me seem like the bad person. But I'm like, you know what? I ain't gonna say nothing, i let it go. Bro, I'm I'm joking like, anytime like, if I have like a drink of tequila, I say like, I'm in Mexico, right?
3: Yeah.
2: So another article come up. They take a picture, from, I posted a picture from the Atlanta Hawks. We had like a beach volleyball day, like we just had fun one day. The article says Delaney, goes to Mexico with his friends, but can't return to Barcelona. So I'm like, damn, I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, yo, like, now it's like, all right, they making me seem like I'm the bad person. Like, I'm not even saying nothing at this point. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, bro, I don't, I'm not going to bite my tongue. I'm not going to let people like, so I hit them up. I'm like, damn, bro, like y'all told me not to say nothing, but all these articles coming out, mm-hmm. then it's like another article come out delaney's future in jeopardy with barcelona and blah 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 so i'm like now the fans is like now the fans is in the middle because everybody in barcelona loved me like all the fans nobody can tell you anything bad about me everybody on staff all the fans all the players nobody can say anything bad about me. now the fans looking at me like damn like is he like is he an asshole like that like is he i'm like bro i'm just sitting there looking like all right, bro. Like, I ain't even gonna go into detail about everything that happened because it, it's just too much. I'm like, that ain't true. I'm like, whatever y'all reading, it ain't true. Whatever, whatever, whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. So for me, the breaking point was, so I'm home. Mind you, now we at like, we at like a month. Like, I'm home for a month. I'm working out. I got my trainer coming to the house. I'm working out every day, training. So they start sending me workouts. they like uh. Yo, see if you can do this, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, cool. They start doing team workouts on Zoom. So they send me the Zoom schedule. They like, yo, it's, uh, they said uh, 12 o'clock in Barcelona. So that's 6 a.m. in Atlanta. So I'm like, all right. So they, mind you, they tell everybody getting the Zoom work, I text the trainer. He like, nah, they ain't say nothing about you, it's good. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm like, I hit him after their workout. I'm like, bro, tomorrow, can y'all move it back to two? And so I can join, it'll be 8 a.m. my time. I wanna work out with the team. He's like, I'm gonna call coach, figure it out, call me back, yo, they said we can't change the time. So I'm like, mind you bro, they're on lockdown. Nobody can go outside, there's no schedule. So I'm like, bet, like now they don't want me in the Zoom workout. So I'm like, Okay, so I call my agent, I'm like, bro, look, they don't want me involved in the workouts. Like now, like for me, it's, it's getting personal. Like I, I didn't do anything, I wasn't saying anything. I'm like, but damn, y'all not gonna involve me in the workouts? Okay, bet. So now around month two come, now they talking about the finishing the season, all this. So I hit my agent, I'm like, bro, like, look, for me, I don't like how they've been treating me. Like, what are they talking about with the extension? So they're like, uh, we don't know about the money. We don't have this. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm like, for me, like for me to come back and play, I'm not playing in July. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's that's not part of the contract. But for me to come back and play, I just want security. You know what I'm saying? Like we we had already talked in February. I, talk, I sat down with the GM. We talked about extension. My extension should have been done before COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like they knew that I wanted to finish my career there. Everybody knew it. So that shouldn't even have been a discussion. Even if, for me, they would have came to me and said, look, if you would have handled the COVID situation different. And they said, look, we're going to do this for you. We can't do a contract right now, but for sure, we're going to have this set up for you. Anything. We didn't even have one conversation about it. There was no conversation about contracts. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not playing unless I have security about my future. You know what I'm saying? I had a player option for the second year, but it wasn't the money I wanted. And I wasn't going, if I would have went there and got hurt, I would have been stuck in Barcelona for that player option year. I was worth more than that. So I'm like, all right. Uh, they, they, so they send out a group chat. Yo, everybody report. We starting practice Monday. This is like on a Friday. They're like, come in Monday, we're going to do testing, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Everybody's on the list but Malcolm. My mm. name is there but it's nothing beside my name. No report, no nothing. So I'm like, damn. So I text them like, yo, I ain't got to come back. They're like, yo, they ain't say nothing about you yet. Okay, bet. Monday come around. So the team report, now they got the photographer, they got everybody there, media there taking pictures. Yeah. Everybody got a picture but Malcolm. So I see it, fans under comment, where, where Malcolm, he not coming back, blah, 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 no response. Now they back on Twitter yo, you don't want to come back to Barcelona. I'm like, bro, they didn't tell me to come back. So now once all the fans start saying stuff, now it's okay. You got to be back in 48 hours. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm home. I'm like, I'm now I'm stuck. I'm like, I'm talking to my agent. Like, bro, like they didn't leak stories to the media about me. I'm not talking to the coach. And you didn't even want to involve me in the team workouts while I was gone. But you think, I want to come back and give my all to win a championship. Like, and mind you, the only, the only player who spoke up for me was Corey Higgins. You know what I'm saying? Like he said something on Twitter, like nobody was, nobody was reaching out to me, making sure like, so I'm like, all right, dudes got their contracts. They signed three year, they signed, everybody who signed their deals, they ain't say nothing. So I'm like, okay, so why would I go out and do this for everybody when I'm, I'm here at Dolo?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: like everybody pretty out. they just left right. me out there. so you know what I'm saying I made a decision I told my agent I'm like look bro honestly like I don't see myself going to war with you know what I'm saying an organization who didn't go to war for me yep. you know what I'm right. saying like, I done nothing but go to work every day be respectful talk to the fans they like we haven't talked to players ever I'm talking everybody who talked to me I'm responding you know what I'm saying like so I'm like uh I said, bro, I'm going to just chill. Like, I'm going to focus on next year. And you know what I'm saying? That's how that whole situation happened. I didn't, it wasn't, no, I didn't go on social media bashing them. I didn't say, I I like that. That was the best team I thought I played on. You know what I'm saying? Put together. It was a well put together team. We had fun. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm 31 years old. I'm a grown man. I'm a businessman. And after I'm done playing basketball, them fans ain't going to care about where I'm at. Like those coaches not gonna care about where I'm All at right. where my family's doing. So I had to make a decision that was best for me. And that's you know what I'm saying? That's that's just how it ended. It wasn't like I, I have no ill will towards them. I I thought I was gonna end my career there, but <coughs> I talked to Coach Messina that first, like literally the first conversation I had with him, I'm like, damn, like I can actually talk to my coach. You know what I'm saying? He he understand I don't the dialect and every, everything was cool. What he was saying was exactly what I need to hear at that point in my career for phys- like physically, mentally. And what he was trying to do with this organization, it made sense. So it was that was an easy decision for me, bro. Like it wasn't no, should I go back here? Should I, I didn't even want to talk to nobody else. It was, once yeah. I talked to Messina that first time, I'm like, I'm going to Milan. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? It was, it right. was an easy and the rest is, you know what I'm saying? The rest is history. And I'm but sure this will be my last stop in, in Europe. If I'm All right, I'm not paying nowhere else in This will be my last stop.
1: So before we before we uh get toward the end of this thing, I wanted to ask you. I got one last question. I don't know what Dave has for you, but I got one more question. Mm-hmm. Who's the one dude that you dealt with that just gave you work? That either it was that day or every time you run into him, he, you just having issues with him. Or who's that one dude? yep yeah
2: the toughest I mean the toughest guy ah, nobody really killed me in Europe um <clears throat> I mean I always say I mean Mike Mike and Shane are the two the two top guys you know what I'm saying but it's it's like well, guys like we always bring the best out each other nobody no none of us has ever just killed each other like it's always you know what I'm saying, but like in my career, I think the, the toughest player I ever had to guard was Devin Booker.
3: Mm.
2: Like that was, that was, mm. he only he only scored eight points on me, but it felt like thirty. Like it was, it was yeah. an eight. <laughs> damn, but he had eight straight, and it was like eight different, like four different ways. I'm like, damn. Like he had counters. He was the toughest person I had to, to defend. But but you I mean, there's a lot of good dudes. But the, how this system is structured, you know, some dudes get more shots, some don't. So.
3: Yeah.
2: But Mike, Mike and Shane definitely, you know, the top. So like this year Mike is Mike is cooking, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I die, so we, always, we always go at it.
0: Mm-hmm. Malcolm, man, I want to thank you for giving us the opportunity for us to sit down and talk to you, hear your experiences, man, your outlook on Europe, your, your uh the things that you went through, man. We really appreciate you giving us your time.
3: Already, man. Your time. Um,
0: for anybody want to, you know don't know how to follow you, reach out to you, anything, what's your handles on Instagram, Twitter,
2: how can people find you? Uh, Twitter is FOE23 and uh, Instagram FOE2304.:
0: Yeah, I know you, you you active on the Twitter.
2: Yeah, I'm active. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. active. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well again, man, thank you for your time. Yep. Thank you for uh, joining Eurostep podcast. Catch us on YouTube at Net... At, thank you for joining Eurostep podcast. Catch us your, on YouTube at NetOne's net Network. Damn, I fucked it up again. <laughs> thank you for joining YouTube
1: podcast. Catch it, YouTube. <laughs> hey, hey, we signing off. Euro yeah. Stepping Podcast, no yeah. G, because we got all the game.
0: <laughs> we out. Thank you for joining the Euro Stepping Podcast. Watch us on YouTube, on the Net One, Next Ones Network, and also catch us on nextones.com. That's Euro Stepping Podcast, no G,
1: because we got all the game
2: was a job what they still playing games for holes in my denim never holes in my game no you won't
3: be just like me they don't love you the same No, the series three to nothing and I'm back home for game